The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Friday, December 22nd, just a couple of days away from Christmas here in Kansas City. As the Kansas City Chiefs get uh, ready to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, a Monday noon kickoff Arrowhead time. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, I hope you had Puka Nakua in your fantasy lineups last night because that dude is an absolute superstar. What a monster. What what <laughs> an incredible performance. We we don't talk about fantasy football a lot, right? This is a, a Chief-centric podcast, but for those of you who play, uh, I was uh, in the, in the uh, unfortunate minority of not wanting to spend all my fab early in the year, so I have... I have no shares of Puka, but fortunately for me, I'm not playing him. I don't think anywhere. But he uh, he started the fantasy final, as they say, with a a exclamation point. So congratulations for the people who do have him uh, and plugged into their lineups. It's yeah. an absolute stud. I got him in two dynasty leagues. <laughs> now you're bragging. I am just okay. I am just flying right now. <laughs> but uh, uh, fantastic performance from Puka Deku, a rookie wide receiver for the Rams. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Christmas Day matchup to get into here. And I want to remind you guys, um, if you're in the comments section, you leave us some questions. We'll try to get to them before we get out of here this morning. Uh, but just kind of want to go over everything because it is a weird week, right? It's a Monday game, but it's a noon kickoff Christmas Day game. So it feels like we're a little bit behind the gun this week because the Chiefs have only had one practice and the Raiders have only had one practice. So we're we're really... As it's Friday morning and we're getting ready to go into the weekend and their practice week actually just started yesterday. So so we still got a couple of days of practice here and injury updates and all of that stuff, which uh, ahead of this game, uh, it's going to be pretty impactful just based off of the injury report that we got on Thursday. Now for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Jack McKinnon, Kadarius Toney. 
Cam Jones and Nick Bolton did not practice on Thursday. Donovan Smith was back on the practice field and a limited capacity. And it, it, I wouldn't, I don't think that the chiefs are going to rush Donovan Smith back with what they've gotten out of rookie Wanye Morris so far. And it kind of feels like Wanye Morris might be the guy moving forward here, just based off his performance over the last couple of weeks. But I think that's something to really monitor for the Kansas city chiefs today Mm -hmm. and tomorrow as we get ready for Christmas day. Yeah. uh, I know that Smith is back, but it was in a limited capacity. And uh, when a player returns, usually from injury, they will wait, you know, the week anyway. And so, even if this was a situation where a uh, a backup was in uh, and he wasn't performing maybe better than the incumbent starter, uh, it may, may be just a week to ease him in. So I don't, I really don't think this is anything, if Chiefs fans are worried, Morris is going to get replaced and they've liked seeing him in. I, I don't think this is a thing you'll have to worry about until next week because I think they're going to want to get Donovan Smith like back in the mix. Uh, however, uh, as I noted uh, in our, in our uh, status update yesterday that I posted to AP, if you look at the grades on this right now, you know, and a lot we use PFF a lot, but uh, from a run blocking standpoint and a pass blocking standpoint, uh, Wanya has performed better. And if he's performing better right now as a rookie, you you might as well get him uh, that experience uh, uh, because a playing better in the short term, uh, in the long term, uh, he's going to be your very cheap uh, answer at left tackle, which is a huge uh, advantage because we know. Left tackles that are quality on the open market will make a lot of money, even if you're middling or slightly above average. So uh, I like to see Morris uh, stay in there. Um, I I do think it was a situation where Smith was injured and might have lost his job here. And, uh, you know, kudos to him. He's been fine. He's been good all year. uh, And it it does provide you uh, a nice backup swing tackle now um, that you have. So uh, I like uh, I like the offensive line and the depth. And it's uh, a situation where I think Morris stays in even as uh, Smith gets healthier from that neck. I it's an incredible advantage if Wanya Morris is the guy at that position moving forward for the Kansas City Chiefs like. We, we've talked about it a ton this year on Arrowhead Pride, but going into this offseason, they've got a lot of decisions to make uh, money-wise, contract-wise, and uh, a lot of players. Like We could see a lot of different faces, on, especially on the defensive side of the ball going into next season. But yeah, left tackle is one of the most expensive positions in the NFL. So if you have a third-round pick who winds up being your starter there and who is a good starter, uh, a viable mm-hmm. starter week after week. Like that, that's a massive advantage for a, a team that's got to decide where they're going to put some of their money this off season. So I, I'm in favor uh, of Wanye continuing to get the starts here because we know Donovan Smith's only on the one year deal. And, you know, Donovan Smith just hasn't been particularly impressive this year either. So he's no, been fine. I mean, he's not, he's not been an ultra liability, but um, it's been fine. Right. So uh, if, if he's just fine and, you know, the, the rookie's performing well, um, you know, and and he has his uh, lumps too, you know, ups and downs in, in games that we've seen, but uh, it can only stand to get better. You know what a 10-year veteran is. Um, and it does seem like Donovan Smith at this point in his career is a little bit more prone to injury. He he was one of these guys that was like Tooney and uh, Mitch Schwartz, uh, who, I, by the way, Mitch Schwartz has gotten a lot spicier this year, and I, I, I you love to see it on, on uh, X. Keep it going. Um, but uh, these guys... Uh, were Iron Men, and then they were Iron Men sort of until you know they weren't. We saw Tooney get an injury. He's he's been good since as far as health goes. But uh, you know, Schwartz at the end of his career, after playing all those games in a row, started to get injuries. Right, like everybody gets older. So 
we'll see. Um, I, I think this is a one-year thing for Smith. Uh, I tend to think if I'm predicting it here, Morris, should he stay healthy, plays the rest of the season, and then he's your pen and put him in pen left tackle next year. And you could spend that money on some of the other needs. And as we've talked about all season long, the chiefs have quite a, a few things to address in the off season. Uh, another good sign for the Kansas city chiefs running back. Isaiah Pacheco is a full participant in practice on Thursday. Obviously a- after missing a couple of games, you want to keep an eye on his status barring any kind of setback, but Andy Reed already said early in the week that they fully expect him to be available this week. So that that's a big one for the Kansas City Chiefs and, as we see this offense kind of s- starting yeah. to put some pieces in place. Worth worth noting to, to hear, and and I could tell because I <laughs> the question yesterday and seemed uh, Andy really wasn't in the mood for for any kind of question yesterday. But uh, it seems like a full workload. Like you, you, a lot of times, you know, you'd see these players, especially in offense with the weapons where they ease in and they're on the snap count. It seems like Pacheco is re-entering the lineup, and it isn't like going to be like a split share thing with with Clyde. I think Clyde will see you know, the few snaps that he was seeing um, prior to uh, the Pacheco injury, but it does seem like a situation where a uh, player is coming back from injury and it's going to be in a, a normal capacity. Uh, kudos to him. I mean, he had mid-season surgery and is back in, in two games. Uh, I also wonder if this is like a temporary uh, surgery that says, hey, you know, go play the seven games right now, you know, and then you you see like a bigger fix uh, for whatever's happening um, to Pacheco in the offseason. But should be good to go. Uh, the team seems really optimistic that he's fine. Uh, and so uh, he'll make his return on Monday on Christmas. It's obviously uh, having Isaiah Pacheco back to a huge impact on the Chiefs offense. But also, yeah. I think we deserve credit for absolutely nailing Clyde Edwards Alaire last week. Like this was before mm-hmm. the Friday press conference where Andy Reid was like, yeah, Clyde's going to be the lead guy. Because I saw a lot of people speculating like, oh, McKinnon, like, Remember last season when he had nine receiving touchdowns or however many it was uh, down the stretch for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and me and you were both like, it's going to be Clyde. Like, it, it is well, not going to be Jarek McKinnon uh, all of a sudden getting like 15 touches or something like that. Clyde's going to be the guy, and he absolutely was last week. And it, you know what? Uh, you take that game. Like, if I'm Kadarius Tony right now, it's it's been a tough week, right? But if I'm him, I will just look at last week's game, right? You're going to get another opportunity down the line. Clyde has been like yeah. public enemy number one for over a year, it seems like. And you notice the the talk about Clyde this week has been uh, pretty different. So, um, you know, you take a, a step back. I think if you're Kadarius Tony, I'm sure that there will be another opportunity down, down the road. You know, maybe it isn't necessarily as a wide receiver right away, but maybe it's a return or something or a designed play you know some of that uh jet sweep that that ghost action stuff out of the, the backfield he'll make a big play and then suddenly you know you get the the uh the fan base back on your side it, it, you know it's always temporary like Andy Reid is is he always uh will go back to that and, and he says like as much as we've liked the success it really only matters what you do the next week and you know you, that could be a negative thing right and and with Clyde's case we've seen it to be a positive and now I also think there's room for him to have a role I think in the pass game you know you I, we talked about it uh, in yesterday's report, which you can uh, get on our podcast channel, but like throw three running backs out there. You know, let's really have some confusion going on with with uh, the other the other team. Um, I think there's a role for all three of these guys down the stretch, and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah uh, a- absolutely. And you mentioned Kadarius Tony, and I also want to mention that, uh, you know, after the Chiefs play Sky Moore on IR, effectively ending his regular season, um, 
don't know if he could be available for the postseason or not, mm-hmm. but I, I tend to think he was trending in the wrong direction anyway. So I, I don't I don't think the Chiefs are necessarily in a rush to get him back this season, uh, just based off the way this year has played out. But uh, McCole Hardman's 21 day practice window was activated this week. And a lot of people this week were asking me, like, you know, who's going to get the snaps for Sky Moore now that he's down and his, his snaps were trending in the wrong direction. But yep. and as Chiefs, as much as Chiefs fans probably don't want to hear this, I was saying, yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be more Justin Watson. I think it's gonna be more more Marquez Valdez Scantling. But I think the real answer, and we talked about this on the latest edition of Show MBK, which is available for you now. Um, that I think when McCole Hardman is fully activated and ready to go, I think we could see a lot more McCole Hardman down the stretch here, kind of eating into those snaps that Sky Moore was playing for this Chiefs offense. Well, I like him as a returner and uh, some of those design looks that I was suggesting now for Kadarius if he wasn't going to be this uh, downfield receiver for uh, the Chiefs. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. And if and it seems like it's trending in that direction, you're going to start to give Richie James some more offensive opportunities. Like what if he has let's and we're spitballing here, right? So like what if Richie James is somewhere between the realm of 20 and 30 snaps on Sunday and that turns into like, let's say, 60 yards and a touchdown for James? Yeah. I don't think they're going to want to put him as a returner anymore. So there's that's an instant role for a Tony or a Hardman. Um, and, you know, you you think about Sky Moore. Sky Moore's went to IR. And, you know, I've been talking about maybe Tony's role being reduced. He didn't practice on Thursday. So who knows what his status is going to be for this game. So that, that, those snaps, you know, may be open anyways. Um, as far as Hardman goes, though, uh, like I said, I as I was mentioning the thing about uh, Morrison Smith, this is a classic Chiefs case, I think, of let Hardman get his feet back under him this week. You're not going to see him activated. That, that's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure about that for, for this game. And then uh, next game, uh, I think next week, you have a better chance of seeing Hardman back in the mix. I'll, I'm curious as to to what the, the returner situation is uh, week one of the playoffs, because I think things can shift here if James, I think it, it's going to be, J, I think it will be James on Monday. But like I said, should he really take advantage of yeah. what we expect to be more work? I think it may look a little bit different uh, once uh, the Chiefs have to uh, have that initial playoff game. I, I've already settled in my brain, and you know, I, if you guys are ultra optimists out there, can, you know, more more power to you. I think the Chiefs will be playing on Wild Card Weekend. I, I have them as, as the two seed right now. I've been saying that. I think they're going to get up to the two seed, but I, um, you're going to have to be ready to play that first week because I think the Ravens are going to get the one. It's I'm in the same boat as you, Um, you know, whether the Ravens lose to the 49ers this week or not, like that's obviously that's a a very tough matchup. 49ers are playing like the best team in the NFL right now, so they could easily drop that game. I just don't know that Baltimore is going to lose two games, which is what the Chiefs need to happen. So we talked about about fantasy before, right? Um, if, If you're a betting person. And I, I like the Ravens as a dog. Um, you know, I, I think they're a better team that people give them credit for. I think they can I think they can play with the 49ers. Yeah, that that defense is absolutely fantastic. They got guys all over the place on that side of the ball. So Baltimore's playing really well right now. Um, but getting back to the wide receivers, like I think it is interesting, like being this late in the season, kind of, and we're still kind of speculating about what the Chiefs wide receiver rotation could be moving forward, but that's just kind of uh, again like highlights how the season has gone for those pass catchers but i think definitively moving forward we know rasheed rice um as we saw last week like he is that number one wide receiver and they have finally expanded his role and i think that's something that we can bank on every week the rest of the way moving forward 
He's going to be heavily involved in the offense. He's going to get a lot of targets every week because he is their best playmaker outside of Travis Kelsey. And then I think Justin Watson is the other guy that's going to consistently be like number two in that wide receiver rotation. And the number three guy is probably going to be two, three guys that are going to be right. in the mix there every week moving forward. Like I, I think for the first time all season, I think we can definitively say like that is the wide receiver rotation that we should be looking at every week. Yeah, and the team had said early on that they were cool with rotating six or seven guys. Um, and maybe that was the case early. But I, I think by the time you get to the end of the year, you want to establish like, we trust these guys. Uh, it's important for the quarterback. I, I think you'd, you'd see, you see the difference with how Pat talks and views um, Rasheed, and, and he would never publicly you know, go and, and say anything negative about Kadarius. But reacting to that mistake last week, you can see where his head is at when it comes to the trust of, of certain receivers here and uh, ultimate trust with rice. And, and I think what has been a, a minor talking point this week, but I want to highlight it here is like at a certain point, uh, opposing defenses are going to have to respect Rishi. And so, you know, you circle this thing back and it's like, what could that mean for Travis, right? You can't double both of them or, or else then as to your point, Justin Watson is going to eat or Isaiah Pacheco uh, is going to eat. It has been, uh, a pulling teeth uh, situation for the offense up to this point. Um, kudos to Kansas City for being in the position they are. Very clearly going to win the AFC West, third seed right now. I mentioned I, you know, I think they can get up to the two, um, winning on the fly. But as far as the like seeking that identity, I mean, I think we're as close as the Chiefs have ever, have ever been. You know, you you're getting your top weapon, one of your top weapons back, and Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Rasheed Rice has really emerged. So now you have a clear cut answer in the past game uh, after Travis Kelsey. And I think for Kelsey, uh, who has a lot of attention this year because, you know, for a while he was the only thing, um, I think it'll start opening things up for him. Um, and uh, by the way, we are 76 yards away from another 1,000 uh, yard season for Kelsey. Uh, and uh, that could happen this week. And if he does it, uh, that'll be his eighth in a row. As a reminder of how ridiculous this is, no tight end in the history of football has ever had more than two in a row. And this will be six more than that. So um, for the for those who always want to say, yeah, he doesn't belong in the same conversation um, with Gronk for the blocking. You know, I'd say, well, does Gronk belong in the same conversation with him when it comes to offensive production? And then, you know, yeah. somewhere you can you can meet in the middle. So um, kudos to him. Really, really impressive stat. Um, and just something that will, you know, has never been done before. Um, and I think it's opening up the door for uh, other like offensive first tight ends like a Laporta. And, and you could see um, that eventually, you know, someone will get more than two. Um, and I think he's kind of paved the way for that. So really cool little uh, factoid uh, as we head into this Christmas Day game. Yeah. It's I think that's my biggest question uh, about the Chiefs moving forward is what does Rasheed Rice look like? when the defense starts game planning for him specifically. And yeah. yeah, I think all season long, it's the game plan has been Travis Kelsey and, and we can, and we can figure out everybody else. Like Travis Kelsey is the guy we got to shut down. So it's, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's him drawing the attention of two or three defenders at a time, which is why we've seen him have some down games recently. But now that you have to game plan for Rasheed Rice, like what does that make the offense look like? Does Travis Kelsey all of a sudden have these monster games again because some of the attention is going to Rasheed Rice or does that dramatically impact Rasheed Rice's play? Or is he just such a baller, such a tremendous rookie player for the Chiefs 
that he finds ways to produce even when the coverage is drawn to him. Like those are the biggest questions for the Chiefs moving forward and still getting Isaiah Pacheco back into the mix now. Like this is the best version of the Chiefs offense. And I don't think we've seen its full potential just yet where Rasheed Rice is the legitimate number one wide receiver. Isaiah Pacheco is your best running back and Travis Kelsey is out there making plays and not getting double and triple teamed every every single snap of the game. This is a noon game on Christmas, Steve. This is a national wake-up spot for everybody that says, oh, it's going to be someone else in the Chiefs this year um, because everyone's going to open their gifts. Everybody is off. Uh, everybody's going to turn on the TV at noon, Arrowhead time, one on the East Coast, 10 a.m. on the West Coast, whatever. And they're going to see, oh, 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 no, uh, the Chiefs have weapons again. And uh, now you're you're pairing that with with what I believe to be the best defense in the Mahomes era, and and suddenly, sure, maybe it's not the the Legion of Zoom Chiefs that are going to score forty on you, but it's a complete football team that is going to be capable of beating any AFC team. And you know, you you fast forward in the evening, like let's say the Ravens do take care of the Forty ers Suddenly, like, shouldn't the Chiefs be considered for the top three in like those power rankings all of a sudden? So. I think there's a a big chance for just a national shift of perspective of, uh, again, like, oh, wait, the Chiefs are going to be annoying again um, as far as getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. Yeah, I I think there's still uh, a lot of things for us to learn here over the final three games for the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we get out of here, just want to highlight some injuries you should pay attention to for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Rookie tight end Michael Mayer, who... Having a solid rookie season has really had some nice moments. Did not practice on Thursday with a toe injury. Running back Josh Jacobs did not practice on Thursday with a quad injury. Now, that's something to monitor because he missed their Thursday 63-point blowout win over the Chargers. But Antonio Pierce did seem pretty optimistic that Josh Jacobs is going to be available this week. So that's something to pay attention to. And then, uh, of course, pass rusher Max Crosby, who is the Raiders' best player, and I don't think it's even close. Uh, Stealing with a knee injury, he did not practice on Thursday, but that knee injury is something that has lingered all the way back to the last matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, where he was super questionable going into that game. So I, I tend to think he's going to be available. I don't think that uh, I, I don't think Max Crosby is going to wind up missing this game somehow. Yeah, when I was doing the injury report stuff yesterday, I looked back and checked, and uh, this is the way they've been treating it: is no practice the first two days, and then it seems like he does a limited workout the, the last day, and then just plays. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they are giving him the vet injury. Uh, I call it the Tomba treatment um, right now, and uh, he'll play. I mean, I, I have no question on, on him playing. It doesn't matter that he mispracticed on uh, on Thursday, no. Yeah, so I, I would expect Max Crosby to be available, and even as he's playing through this knee injury. I think he even at one point was like, yeah, I'm going to have to have surgery after the season, but I'm playing through it anyways, whatever. And he's still been getting sacks and being a menace, so – uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes probably is not looking forward to that because Max Crosby has given this offensive line plenty of problems over the years. But I, I think heading into this game, I am uh, like cautiously optimistic overall, Pete. Um, I, I think this is about as good as I've felt about the Chiefs all season long, even uh, and uh, on the latest edition of Show MBK, Ron was kind of making fun of me because he was like, Yeah, I listened to your funeral post game show last week and I was just I I was I was more frustrated with Kadarius Tony than anything coming out of that game and frustrated with the overall performance, even in a a 10 point win over a bad New England Patriots football team. But I think I, I was just airing out all of the frustrations. And as the week's gone on, 
I've become more optimistic and I'm starting to feel better about the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and I really do think that, you know, the Raiders can give them some problems and, and the Raiders have been playing really feisty lately. But at the end of the day, I, I think we're in for a really strong performance from the Chiefs on Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I, I think they're they're, you know, cliche here, but I think they're peaking at the right time. Uh, I think they're going to be playing their best football and feel like they really have a hold of the roles. Um, by the time we do get to three weeks from now into the postseason, uh, you know, it's always dangerous because I, I feel like they disappoint us, but I, I, I see them really just having a stronghold of this game against Vegas. I mean, they're just in two separate places in, in their franchises right now. So um, we'll see it. It, there's something I've said every week, but I just feel like the offense doesn't make mistakes and they always make mistakes, but if they make, minimize them, then they should win most games. And this is, this is no different against Vegas. Last game the chiefs didn't have an offensive turnover was against the Raiders, which is actually funny because the Raiders defense has actually been really good at forcing turnovers. And there's only one other time in the year, right? Yes. It was uh week five against Minnesota Vikings, two games this season. They have not had an offensive turnover. That's what I'm saying. Like just the record that they have, for the problems that they have had is just <laughs> I know that there's been a case where like uh I saw it last night where it's like well um every, all year and I it, it's been a common thing for folks both here in Kansas City and then you you've seen it even in the national level on NFL live and and anyway they've complained about the Chiefs weapons but you look up and Patrick Mahomes is uh what third in yardage and the Chiefs are like right in position. I mean, they're still not ruled out for the number one. I've been talking about the number two, but there are as a way that they could play out and still get the bye. If that were to happen, is just Mahomes is the MVP then? Like, I wouldn't he be if they miraculously <laughs> get the number one? It, I know that everyone has been talking about Purdy, but I it's, don't know. The MVP sometimes too is uh, just it, it's such a narrative award, and so right. like I, I feel like even if the Chiefs go on a run and get the number one overall seed in the AFC, like. Just the narrative and the vibes have been so negative that he wouldn't even be in consideration for it, really. Like, well, I think even to go, I'm, I'm just you know talking casually here, but I think when you go when you're trying to go back to back MVP, like we saw yeah. with Aaron Rodgers the last time, your numbers have to be ridiculous because of that reason, because they don't really yeah. want to give it to you twice in a row. And um, and that year and with so, Aaron Rodgers, like it just kind of worked out that there wasn't really anybody more deserving. Like it, which is kind of like this year, like it's, it's been a weird year where it seems like a few weeks ago it was Dak. Now, now it's party. It was Tua for a while. It was hurts for a while and nobody can make up their minds because it, it's just been such a weird NFL season. I would like to see them to give it a, uh, give it to a, a weapon, like an offensive weapon, like a CMC or Tyree kill. Um, not that I would like, feel like that they maybe are the most valuable, but uh, just to break that trend, you know, I think if there was ever a year to do it, it would be this year. I do like the argument of if you're playing the Dolphins, would you rather play them without Tua or without Tyreek? I mean, the answer is Tyreek um, for me. And so uh, that makes him the most valuable player on his team, in my opinion. It's just, is he more valuable than everyone else in the NFL? Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, not, I don't, as much as I, I think Mahomes deserves more consideration than he's getting right now, I don't think it's going to Patrick Mahomes um, this yeah. year, at least. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But uh, I still think we get a Chiefs win on Christmas Day. So hopefully everybody has a fantastic Christmas. Um, I want to let you guys know 
We do not have a Kingdom Keys this week previewing this game. I know you guys love your pregame show, but Christmas schedules just didn't allow it this week. But we still got plenty of uh, things to keep you busy right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. So uh, as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing right here. Uh, Stay locked into arrowheadpride.com. We got practice this afternoon, and we got practice on Saturday this week. So still got a couple injury reports to keep an eye on. Uh, Make sure you follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween for all your Chiefs updates. I'm Steve Desserts, where you can find me. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Embarrassing performance in the Boca Raton Bowl, Syracuse. (laughs) What are we doing? Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premiere. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.